Hi, thank you, and welcome to the latest episode of Mistress Mia's Dungeon. I am your hostess, Mistress Mia, and I have my good friend with me, Lord Balor, Master John, Johnny Hotcakes, and whatever else the fuck you want to call him, including <laughs> Mr. Traffic Cone. So, today, uh, John and I were checking out this lovely website, and it's called uh, kinklovers.com. It is a BDSM play, the big list of BDSM activities. Well, we it, got, it's a list of 50, but when we went through it, we found out it's not a very long list, is it? It's not a very long list. 50 is not a long list. Because there's always more room for activities. So much room for activities. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to start with a couple of uh, little doozies, right? Yeah. You so know, talk about something we don't usually talk about, right? Absolutely. But you know, this is interesting. I told you, hey, let's start on biting. And then going back in the first number, number one, and trying to do alphabetical, is age play. So, John, you've <laughs> recently encountered, you know, a whole other life for yourself as a daddy dom. I have. <laughs> Are you a dirty daddy dom? I have consented to be a daddy. <laughs> and... You know, it's it's fun to play. It's fun to, to to participate in, but there's a lot of aspects in it that I didn't really think about until we started. So yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's fun to to do that role play. You get to color pictures and play games and take your little out to ice cream and do all those things. But then you also have to remember that you have to be nurturing and kind and help them to to grow and to learn how to. Not necessarily being an adult, because they are adults, but to to progress through their life stages as a, as a little. So if, if you have a little that's three or four, you know, you have to help them to become four or five in different things. So it, it's a lot more involved than I had anticipated, but it's a lot of fun as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, recently, I, and I think it was Angel who said this to me. You know, a lot of people don't get the concept of age play, but at the same time, she told me, and it just kind of clicked. She said, when you are in a mindset of feeling like an age player, you regress back to that special time in your life that maybe you didn't get to experience, but you wanted to. Right. And um, so I think the concept is, you know, they don't all have daddy issues, no. They could have had more traumatic experiences as a child that has left them with wanting to feel like, you know, they're 10 or 12 or 6 or 3. Right. And it doesn't, it doesn't always have to be traumatic. It can be. A lot of times it can be. Absolutely. But it can just be a, a part of their life that they enjoy and they want to relive. They enjoy. That's their happy place. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, I don't like to put anybody in a box. Right. You know. So you're absolutely right. It doesn't have to be traumatic. It doesn't have to be anything other than they just want to relive the experience. Yeah. I think there's a lot of experiences we all want to relive, you know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> when, when I had my kids, it was always fun to sit down and play games that I used to like to play when I was a kid. And you, you could, yeah, regress a little bit and, and get into that mindset with them and enjoy watching them learn and play for the first time. You, you get those memories back and it, it is, it's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. I agree with that. 
So. so, what would you like to start on? Would you like to skip over bondage or jump into it, or do you want? Well, to we talk it? about bondage a lot already, but we do. Let's talk about biting a little bit. Ooh. A lot of people like biting, and a lot of times it's mixed with a little bit of that primal prey that we we talk about primal a little bit. We do. But people like biting, I think, just because it's more of that animalistic, uh, raw, natural. Uh, sexual drive you know you bite and it just it releases something in you and, and now it becomes more than we're just having sex we're we're fighting for dominance we're fighting for who's going to be in control of this this situation and and a lot of times they'll put someone into subspace you know i'm biting you and you're going to do what i say because if not i'm going to bite you harder it's it's kind of not really punishment, but it is that um, a lot of the... Uh, like aggressive dominance? Aggressive dominance and impact play has gotcha. a lot of that, a lot of pain and things like that. But it's controlled. So I do I do see a lot of, of subs go into subspace from, from biting and from choking and from just saying I'm in charge without saying I'm in charge. So it's a lot... A lot of people have fun with the biting. I do. I don't like to be bit so much. Pussy. <laughs> well, I bite a lot harder than I ever want to be bit. So. <laughs> Look. But they if, like it, so I do it. I'm, if, if you can't uh, take it, don't dish it out. <laughs> listen, that's why I'm the dom. I don't They're have asking to, for it. I don't have to take it. <laughs> Well, you know, I'm not one to hurt someone when I'm doing anything, you know, for that matter. I mean, I don't even like to kill a bug, but the simple fact of it is, if they want it, you give it to them. Right, and they like it when you leave marks, so I'll leave my bite marks all over their ass. I do like to bite a good ass, though, you know? Biting an ass is fun, yeah. yeah. you got to be careful where you bite, they might kick you. <laughs> So, you know, breast torture, we've talked about that. Yeah. It's not one of my favorite subjects. We've talked tons of breath play. Oh, I love breath play. We do, don't we? Um, I know you had said, hey, autoerotic asphyxiation. Yeah, we haven't talked about that. We have not. And I think that, uh, you know, we've had celebrities that have died from it. You know, yeah. and, I mean, it's an unfortunate thing. And like, I, you know, we always say breath play is not a safe thing. Especially when you're doing it to yourself. <laughs> yeah, but well, there's not somebody there to help you be safe. Yeah. You know, when you're doing it to someone else, you kind of know what's happening. You're there to monitor, and if something goes wrong, you can help them. But if you're choking yourself to get your nut, <laughs> there's nobody there, <laughs> and you slip. There's a problem. There's no way to get loose. <laughs> you're going to die. It's you're And that's part, of, that's part of the rush, but... That's some hell of a rush. Yeah, but we have. We've, had some, we've heard some celebrities, news stories about choking and and dying during that so please don't do it we do not <laughs> condone uh, autoerotic asphyxiation i can't say it i know I just can't. say autoerotic don't choke your stand <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's not cool if it doesn't go don't don't no. do it <laughs> i can't even say it you have to forgive john he's very tired he's going to slur his words a little bit <laughs> <laughs> no i didn't choke myself earlier <laughs> Maybe I should have. Maybe you should have. <laughs> so we've talked about caning. Yes. 
Especially Bastionado. You like candy people's um, feet. You love that shit. We know that. That's great. Stay your ass away from me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pussy. I am a pussy. We've already determined this. I have little nipples. I'm sensitive. (laughs) So... We've talked over chastity. We've talked collaring. We did that great episode with Honey and Leather Rebel. We talked about collaring and different stages of collaring. Yeah, yeah. Um, cock and ball. We've talked about that. We've talked Several a whole times. lot of that. I don't want to talk about that ever again. <laughs> I'm done with that. <laughs> Being a cockhold. Cockholdery. Cockholdery. That's a neat little name, isn't it? Yeah. Cockholdery. Sounds almost make it, German. Make it sound like it's something fun that you would like to do. Cockholdery. <laughs> You're, you're cockled? Good for you. No, 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 no. <laughs> good and, for you, not good for me. <laughs> and then we have erotic cupping. Yeah. Now, have you done that before? I haven't, but I've seen it a lot. We did it one time. We had someone that was doing it at your party. Oh, yeah. We yeah, have. last year in July, we did some fire cupping. Yeah. And that's not... It's, it, it's more of a sensational play. It is. Where it's more like a back massage and... and do those things you do need to be really careful and know what you're doing because it can cause damage absolutely if you get the cups too hot it can cause burns if you put too much pressure inside the cup for too long it can leave permanent marks absolutely but it definitely leaves bruises and that's part of the, the appeal for some people but it just what i've heard is that it just feels like a great massage it really relaxes you and you get to play with naked people's bodies so that's Mm-hmm. That's the part I like. Of course, that's the part you like. <laughs> you get to touch boobs. So <laughs> you don't usually do it on the boobs, though. It's usually on the back. Oh yeah. 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 So <clears throat> we skip over some more. We go to number fourteen, which is electrostimulation and electroplay. Oh, I don't know anything about that. Well, of course. <laughs> what? I, that's that's my thing right there. It is. Yeah. Electroplay basically involves toys or implements that use electricity, including. Um, EMS units, violet mm-hmm. wands, and even an electric fly swatter. I have an electric fly swatter that I converted into a little zapper. Yeah. It scares the shit out of people. It does. It's It doesn't hurt, but no. they think it will. Oh, and yeah. And that's fun. <laughs> and you know it really hurts when you're hitting those sensitive spots. Oh, yeah. Like, it's enough of a zap. If it can kill an insect, it's going to fucking hurt. <laughs> Don't tell them that. <laughs> He's <laughs> like, a liar. Don't listen to him. You want to make him say no. <laughs> but yeah, I like the violet wand especially, and and especially when you have the um, the body contact yeah. electrode, and you can electrify yourself, and then anything you touch gets shocked a little bit. And right now, my new fun toy is the Wurtenberg wheel. After I've electrified it. Oh, absolutely. The smaller the point, the more intense the shock is going to be. And those points are sharp. And there's lots of them. So you just roll them up up your arm or your leg. I like to do it to myself because I like it. But some other people don't like it so much. And then I make them squirm. And I like that, too. (laughs) (laughs) He did this to my niece, of all people. And she was very intrigued by it. She wouldn't let me put electricity on it, though. She wasn't. It kind of scared the shit out of her. And then when you're like, oh, no. Try this. Try this. It won't. It'll feel good. Well, I let Honey do it to me because it's like show her that it's okay. And I said, but don't do your hands because when you do your hands, they're really sensitive. Yeah. You do the back of your hand. Sure. So the first thing she did was stick it on the back of my hand, and I flew out of the chair. Oh my god! <laughs> and your knee, 
Denise was so scared she wouldn't let me do it anymore. I was like, it's not that bad. She just did my hand like I told her not to. <laughs> I won't do your hand. But it was too late. It was too late. <laughs> but she does like the Wurtenberg wheel. I think she kept it. I bet she did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never getting that one back. No, probably not. Okay. So, face sitting. Now, I know as a man, come on, I'm sure you've had plenty of women sit on your face. I Yeah. Usually, well, 100% is my, my idea. <laughs> like, get your ass up here. Or, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Say that like it's a bad thing. No, of course uh, not. It's a good thing. Face sitting's fun. Do you like the idea of it actually suffocating you is the question. Um, I don't know. I like breath play now, so I haven't done that far. But I do like the idea of putting my face and... I'm going to sit there until you come in my face. Sure. You're not going anywhere because I'm holding on to your legs. I'm not letting you move. Sure. <laughs> you might start like aspirating, like calm and... <laughs> You're like, oh, I have had, had, had a hard time breathing a couple of times before <laughs> after they come. It's like drowning. <laughs> waterboarding. Face sitting waterboarding. <laughs> Too funny. So... Number 16. Yeah, we were ready for this one, weren't we? We were. This is one of those, John and I looked at it and we're like, what? <laughs> and then we're like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, we heard of that. But, you know, it's it's not even spoken about typically. No. So normally, before we go into what it is, yeah, there's documentaries on TV about this. We have 600 Pound Life that, that people watch and some other things. But you had a story of the show you watched. Yeah, I watched The 600 Pound Life, and I was telling John the other day and that this woman, um, she was morbidly obese. She was in the uh, upwards of, you know, 400, 450 pounds. She was in college, you know, being a young girl, you know, 22, 23, and she was already that big. She, you know, she really struggled. And, you know, it's a horrible thing. It's a very sad thing um, what a lot of these people go through. And... Um, you know, they believe they have the food addiction. And so when she was consuming, you know, <clears throat> tons of money of worth of food, she couldn't afford to to support her habit. So I told John she freely admitted that she went online. She found people that would support her eating habit by letting her, um, you know, they would support, give her money, that kind of thing. And then, of course, she would get on webcam so that they could actually watch her eat. Now, I don't see the appeal. I'm sure you don't see the appeal. It's not our thing. However, it's no, extremely unhealthy. But a lot of people do. There are a lot of YouTube channels where people will sit and eat, and the, the more they smack and the louder they are, the more people watch it. My young daughter was watching that, and I couldn't ever figure out why. She would watch, she would watch a lady eat crab legs and... The butter be dripping out of her mouth and she's a bit oh smacking. I'm like, this is nasty. And all of her brothers and sisters looking at her like, I don't know, Dad. I don't know why she's doing this. <laughs> but it's That's a thing. Funny. It's a thing. Feederism. Yeah. Feederism is a thing. That is crazy. And there was another episode of 600 Pound Life where the guy, and it's, a, it's like this a lot of times. It's a really thin guy and he wants to feed his partner and make her as big as he can he can and he admitted that's what he was doing and the family kept trying to separate him she wanted to lose weight she didn't want to be that big she knew it was killing her and he would come in and feed her because he knew that 
if he brought the food, she would eat it. He wanted her to be big. She was gaining it's weight instead of losing weight. And I could never understand, other than the fact that some people are attracted to to that size of a person, I could never understand why. And then we read a little bit more, more down on the feederism. And some of the fetishes that go along with that are um, flopping. Like gut flopping. Like gut flopping, yeah, and, and squashing. Yeah. Some, so there's fetishes where people want to be crushed by someone that's a lot bigger than them. Um, one of the things that's not on the list is giantism. Gigantism. Gigantism, yeah. Yeah, where the, they they like to think about a woman being 50 feet tall and they're this little person that crawls around on their giant nipples and they can barely yeah. hold on to it because their tits <laughs> are so big. Or they can crawl inside their vagina and do different things. So that, yeah. And I know you and I had talked about it because we have a tendency to overanalyze things. <laughs> no way. Yeah. <laughs> but you, you had said the other day, you said, you know, they really don't get into in-depth discussion on feederism, but the person who obviously is the morbidly obese person, you know, is at home. They can't do anything. They're very limited. I mean, a lot of these people can't even, you know, properly bathe, et cetera, et cetera. And you said, well, for the feedee who's giving them the food... Maybe it's their own way of keeping that person contained so they can get out. Right. It's a way of controlling. Exactly. And a lot of times in BDSM, it's a lot, there is a power exchange. Yeah. So for this, that's the power exchange. I have control. You do what I have to say because I'm the one that brings you food and you can't get away. Yeah. You can't do anything. And I know when, um, I know what episode you're referring to because we had talked about this before and that he had even told her, he's like, if you get under 300 pounds, I'll leave you. Yeah. And I'm like, damn. And she, she left him and then she got back with him. Yeah. And they were going to get married. I'm like, oh God. Wow. But yeah, it's a, it's a different type of bondage. It is. Yeah. Terrible. So. Fireplay. Oh. oh, yeah. We've All my favorite things, electrical play, they fire are. play. Yeah. You know, so a lot of times we don't really talk about edge play as much. So electrical play and fire play are considered edge play just simply because they're inherently dangerous. And a lot of times people will see something that they think is cool and then they'll go home and try it. And then people will get hurt because they don't know what they're doing. They don't understand the safety precautions. They don't understand the role playing that goes behind it. So... And it's a different type of edging. Right. So when you use an electric wand, yes, they're being shocked, but it's a different type of electricity. You're not using AC. You're using DC. You're using equipment that's safe and made for that. You know, I heard a story about a man who was arrested for homicide because he tried to do some electric play with his wife. He plugged a cable into the wall outlet and frayed the ends of it and touched her with it. And killed her. She died because he didn't know what he was doing. Yeah. It's the same thing with fire play. It's really dangerous. Fire is real. You really do get hurt if you don't know what you're doing. So you take the precautions. You know, people don't understand the types of fuels that you're using. They just see fire. So they're like, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna use this. This gasoline looks like it'll work. <laughs> and then people get hurt. But there's a lot of that goes, in, goes into that. A lot of safety precautions and a lot of knowledge that you have to have before you can start but it is a lot of fun people like it it's a lot of fun it's very intense and uh we're going to do a little bit of it at the party but i want to <laughs> it's going to be fun but precautionary note 
just because you see me do it doesn't mean that you should go out and just start doing it. Come talk to me. I'll talk to you about some things and get you started on safety precautions and where to to look to start to learn. But definitely don't just see it at the party and say, I want to do that too. Absolutely. Oh, number 18 is fisting. Oh, The fisting. glorious fist. We talked, we talked <laughs> about this. <laughs> so for me, you asked me the other day, have I ever fisted anyone? And, you know, I really, it's difficult for me. My, I have big hands. So I have big fists. <laughs> and no, I can't really fist anybody. I've tried. I can get three or four fingers in. But for you as a woman, your hands are a little bit smaller. Yeah. So, and, you know, I've had them in many assholes. You oh, know? yes, you have. We've heard about those. <laughs> well, I've some I'm thinking vaginas. I know. I don't I know. really stick my hand up. You guys, assholes. You can think. I can, but yeah. I just choose not to. Think vagina. It's okay. Yeah. I've had my hand in there some, too, honestly, with a couple of women. But <laughs> well, you've had your whole arm up some I, assholes. I have. Up to your elbow, yeah. I played them like a puppet. <laughs> <laughs> I move my hand on the inside, and they talk, and they say, I yes, bet, mistress. I bet they do. <laughs> they, but they don't have a choice. <laughs> they always have a choice. They just have to say, no, I'm not interested. Stop doing this. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> they asked for it. <laughs> they, they do. They ask to be played like a puppet. They do. But you, we were talking before about punch fisting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's an edgy one, isn't it? That's an edgy one. And so. it's fun. It's fun to watch, you know, the fisting porn and the, the pussy punching or the ass punching. And, yeah, I've done that. So, my question is... <laughs> You just reach back and you just punch him and hope it goes in, right? <laughs> and what happens if it doesn't go in? <laughs> they fly across the room. I mean, how hard are you hitting these people? <laughs> you got to remember there's a lot of lube involved. <laughs> a lot of lube. And really good veterinarian gloves that go all the way up, you know, to Right, and you don't arm. just start out punching. Hell no. <laughs> you work your way up. And I guarantee you that anybody that wants their, their ass or their pussy fisted or fist punched um they've already done it i mean they've already tried it they've already expanded things and their and their holes to you know have them gaping or even prolapsed you know so mm, prolapse that sounds mm, yummy delicious <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole nother thing we haven't talked about isn't it it is very true <laughs> let's skip that one for now we, we will we will <laughs> google it <laughs> <laughs> so, foot worship. We've discussed foot worship. Yeah, we got some, a lot of people that like that. Um, <laughs> Jenna torture, which Jenna we torture, know. torture, yeah. CBT, all that good fun stuff. Absolutely. Oh. I don't know if it's fun. I don't think it's fun, but yeah. <laughs> we'll get kicked in the nuts. We're going to do a it. demo. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not. Hands st- uh, hold still there, John. <laughs> <laughs> so... Gunplay is number 22. Yeah. Isn't that exciting? And I was kind of leading up to this earlier when I said edge play and be careful and be safe and you don't know what's going on. Gunplay is not something to play around with. I wouldn't do gunplay. Never. Even, even with the safety precautions. No. No. So. It says an unloaded gun can be used penetratively in the vagina or mouth or as a prop for fear and danger play. Use of a gun during a sex is not without controversy and some suggest... And never be used. If you must, do consider using a replica gun or toy gun, which cannot be loaded and has no moving parts. <laughs> so I would, I would go with the toy gun. 
maybe one that looks real. They have them, some that look real. I would not ever use a real gun, even if it was that with no ammunition in it or it was blank ammunition. How many times have you heard about on a movie set where professional stunt people have these guns and somebody gets killed? And these are people that know what they're doing. They do it, this the livelihood, and still people still get hurt. Please, for the love of God, do not put a gun in your mouth, whether whether you believe it's unloaded or not. We hear about all kinds of people getting hurt all the time from unloaded guns that were actually loaded. So now we've gone through a lot of numbers, down to 22. <laughs> but now, you know, there's hair pulling, which yeah. we've all discussed. Yeah. Um, humiliation play. We've done that. We've yeah. talked about it. Ice play is number 25. Ice play is fun. Yes, you like it. So go ahead and tell <laughs> like the listeners. Fire play and then here's the ice play. It's like, why do you like both? Well, because they're sensations and, you know, fire play is one extreme and then ice is the other. And a lot of times ice play for me is rubbing it on your nipples or what I like to do is put it in my mouth. Yeah, don't look at me when you're saying that. <laughs> <laughs> He's my bestie, not anything else. I like to put in my mouth and they don't know what's going on. Sometimes they don't even know I grabbed a piece of ice and then you, you know, you go down on them and play with their clit a little bit with your tongue and then slide that piece of ice down between your teeth and pop them with it. God. <laughs> and they squirm a little bit like, oh God, oh God. And then you warm it, warm it back up a little bit, pop it with it again. But yeah, a lot of times you can even buy toys that are made with metal or glass that you can warm up. Or you can freeze and you can do different things with them. So I suppose oh, I suppose can be a lot of fun. Yeah. You gotta be careful with that too, though, because if you get something that's too cold, oh yeah, it's just as dangerous as too hot. It, Absolutely, because you can burn your skin with with cold as much as you can with hot with heat. Absolutely, it's like think about sticking your tongue to a pole outside in the winter time. You can't get your tongue off. Woo! <laughs> Don't want to put something inside your vagina that you can't get back out. Yikes! Yeah. No, thank you. Um, <laughs> knife play, number 27. Knife play, more that edge play. We talked about gun play and how dangerous that is. Knife play, people don't understand the mechanics of what's going on behind that either. And it's the fear factor again, especially for consensual non-consent. You're scared. You have to do what they say because they really could hurt you. And the truth is they really could hurt you. But with knife play, sword play, daggers, I've seen it all. Those knives are always, they've always been dulled. They look sharp, but they're not. But then we also, we also know that a dull knife is a lot more dangerous than a sharp one if you're, because you have to put a lot more pressure on it. With these, you're not actually trying to cut anyone, but you still need to be careful, even if the blade is dull. It's scary to me. You know, I watched uh, Tammy, our good friend, the Edenist. Yeah. And, you know, years ago she came to an event and I saw her do a knife play scene with a gentleman. And to me, I just kept thinking, God, I hope no one bumps into him. Like, yeah. it's scary to me. I That's just, what I was thinking. You know, yeah. if somebody has a knife to your throat and then something slips, you can uh, really get hurt. Hell yeah. Dull yeah. or not, you right. know. Now, if you're rubbing the back of the knife against their chest or something, that's one thing. But actually having the blade against them and then something slips. Yeah, it's scary. You can't undo that. No, you cannot. So, no thank you to knife play. <laughs> so, edge play <laughs> is one of those things that we really, really don't talk about a lot because we don't want to condone a lot of that. No, very true. 
Um, so 29 is needle play. Needle play. Okay. We, you know, we're going to skip around, obviously. Yeah. Um, but needle play, we've talked about this. You've seen needles and titties. You've seen needles and back. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've seen all that. You saw the zipper thing. The zipper. The that was intense. Um, one of the, needle play can be considered a little bit of edge play too. It just depends on what you're doing and how you're doing it. But one of the things, the first time I saw needle play in real life, they did a corset on someone's back. That was really, that was really pretty. Look neat. But you got to be careful. You got to have the right types of needles. You have to have the right supplies. You have to take the right safety precautions because infection is a real risk. And uh, you have to, please don't use needles over again. You use it once, you throw it away. You know, that's what I always do is, you know, I always ask anyone before we do any type of scene or play with them, you know, are you on any medication? Are you allergic to anything? You know, do you have any health conditions? Are you diabetic? Do you have a heart problem? I mean, all these factors, because you you are absolutely right. Infection is such a huge thing. I mean, infection is life or death situation. It could start off something as simple as a, a cut and lead to something far worse. Or a sty in your eye. Oh. You end up in the hospital for a week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, we won't talk about that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is what we're really interested yes, in. Yes, this is the one we were... This is kind of why we did this. Yes. You know, right before this, there's that little picture. and It's a young nurse, Nancy. Yeah. And she's a sexy little slut. I can say that. Yes, you can. I I miss Nurse Nancy. We love you, Nurse Nancy. Um, But, yeah, nose torture, number 30. Yeah. (laughs) I read that. I was like, why in the world would anybody want to do that? What is nose torture? I couldn't figure it out. But after I read it, I was like, oh, I've seen that. (laughs) <laughs> it's a, a traditional Japanese nose torture. A nose hook is applied to pull the person's or submissive's nose open and upward, either lightly or more forcefully. <laughs> Other ways to torture the nose, including wax play, clothespins or clamps, nose caning, or simply pulling and twisting. Yeah. Nose caning. My question is, <laughs> how big is that cane going to be or how big is that nose so you don't right. miss it and hit somebody's face? Why do you want somebody to break your nose? Holy shit. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's way, that's way more intense than best Bossy Meadow, I think. Uh, definitely. But I, mean, I think of the nose hook and I think of um, <laughs> the gag, not the ball gag, but the gag where you have the hooks in your mouth and hold your mouth open so you can't close your mouth. It's kind of like what you're doing to your nose and then you think of Remember Pee Wee Herman where you put tape on his nose and pull oh, it back? Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's what it looks like. Yeah. You have a little hook in your nose, you pull your nose back, you look like a little pig. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's not, I don't know. Paul like, Reuben, kind of love him. <laughs> you know, masturbating in a, <laughs> in a dirty porn movie theater. You gotta love it. <laughs> he got caught and he was famous. Everybody's done it. But Absolutely. <laughs> again, judge him for it. We've all been there. It's I would have loved to have seen him jacking his dick. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't, but okay. Well, you're a man. Okay. But yeah, nose torture. The other thing I think about is they have the big, you have a bowl and you have the big ring in their nose. And you pull the the ring and the bowl just does whatever you want. Because it it hurts. Terrible. And that's how you control them. And you know, if you wanted to control somebody, put some shit in their nose and pull on it. They'll pretty much do whatever the fuck you want. You know, they, they they do that to the poor bull, and then they wrap a rope around the, your poor testicles. Yeah. 
You know, it's like, come on. <laughs> what, this, that's where we get BDSM from. We, see, we do fucked up shit to animals. Like, hmm, I'd like to do that to a human, right? <laughs> God, hogtie, hey. Yeah, let's do it. So we talked orgasm denial. Orgasm denial. Yeah. And that's not your thing. That's not my thing. No, but we people we do chastity others. devices sure. and things like that. Um, and you've talked about it before. A lot of times, orgasm yeah. denial is good for men because they need to stop jacking it so much. Absolutely. But for women, you kind of want forced orgasm because then you learn how to release a little bit easier. Sure. So look out, ladies, if you're fucking John. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta look out anyway if you're fucking me. <laughs> well, I like the next one. Yes. I've done this quite a bit in my years. Orgasm torture. So. It says orgasm denial is one end of the spectrum. At the other end is orgasm torture or forced orgasms. So, you know, like you said, you could do it to a woman. They get to release and everything else. But for a man, it's so fun because to torture them after they've come and they're sensitive, you can be just a hateful bitch. (laughs) Yes, you can. I've had to push some girls off me a couple times. <laughs> I was gonna fucking say, done stop. That. <laughs> stop it and they'll come back. You're like, no, get off. I'm about to kick you in the fucking head. Get off. <laughs> it is. It is torture. It's it's a lot. That's fun. Okay. It, is it? <laughs> for us, it is. Just not for men, apparently. It's, it's fun, too. But after a while, you, you have to stop. It's like, you didn't take out that trash? Well, I guess we're going to have to do this, aren't we? <laughs> if you don't stop, I'm going to pass out. Stop. <laughs> So, we all know about pegging. Yeah. What about pet play? Number 34. We talked about that a little bit. We had puppy Jazzy on. Yes. So. And it says, here, kitty, kitty. Yeah. So, we have kittens <laughs> that we know. We have puppies. For, uh, pony play is a thing. Oh, yeah. We did talk about the pony play, but oh, we yeah. haven't gotten to that yet. No. That's further on the list. Oh, yeah, it is. I see that now. Um, but first, we have... Piss play, golden showers. Yeah, no thank you. That is a really, that a lot of times that comes in with slave, master and slave, and extreme submission. But there are some people that really like it. I met a girl that I met outside of the community that loves it. She she thinks it's very erotic. She said, anything that comes out of the penis, I want it. It's like, okay, well then. Wow. I didn't play with her, but. It changed my perspective on it a little bit. You know, some people really do want it. Some people, just like anything else, fetishes are are personal to everyone, and everyone has a different set of kinks. And that's one of them that they just really enjoy. You have people that come in and really like scat play. Absolutely. And it's not about submitting so much as it is. I just really like that. They do. It's, It's absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, I've had a gentleman... After I've defecated in a certain little spot, he looks at it like it's Picasso artwork. And it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Ask me if you could take a picture of it. And I'm like, well, considering I'm not in the frame, go for it. You right. know? Save it for it. But yeah, whatever. Remind yourself of your nasty little shit you did. <laughs> right? Now, if I were a man and I liked a woman who was willing to obviously take my cum and my urine, I'd be like, bitch, let's get in the shower. Let's do I'm this. All for it. I'm- <laughs> I'm I'm all for giving. I'm a giving person. You are very giving, huh? <laughs> I will give that. <laughs> Let's do it. So, yes. 
So, 36, John, tell them what it is. Only play. All right. So. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so, we've heard of people pretend to be kittens and puppies and walk around on all fours, but pony play gets a little bit more in depth sometimes. There's three types of ponies there's the show pony, the riding pony, and then um, cart ponies. Oh, and veterinarian play. Veterinarian play, yeah. So yeah. that can go along with a lot of the pet play. Oh, is your puppy sick? Is your pony sick? <laughs> let me do let me do a rectal exam and see what's going on. <laughs> so John and I we want a barn. <laughs> <laughs> yes. With all of our human pets in it. Absolutely. Couple stalls, you know. Have some car ponies. So we can ride our little chariots and they can Absolutely. drag us around the yard. <laughs> <laughs> we can have cart races and things and <laughs> show ponies we can prance them around and see how pretty they are and then riding ponies get on their back and make them <laughs> make them take you all over the place I, you know, I have a perfect picture for that I actually found a picture on Fat Life and someone had done a makeshift uh, electric wheelchair part attached to this uh this aluminum frame. It looked like one of those frames that you pulled like a cooler on the beach with. Yeah. And they seriously had a woman on the cart who was posing as a pony <laughs> and they had a woman strapped onto her with a saddle. It was classic. I was like, I love this picture. I would love to see someone do that in real time, you know? Right. It'd be interesting. It'd be so fun. many volunteers, right? <laughs> <laughs> she is taking, y'all heard it here, she's taking volunteers. She's I am. building her menagerie. <laughs> <laughs> and we know a great guy who just built a spank bench. Now, I'm, I won't mention his name because we haven't gotten his permission. Right. But he is on FET. He's not advertising yet. I have said to him, by all means, if you want to build furniture, let me know. But he just made us this beautiful pony. And it doesn't, of course, look like a pony nay, 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 but <laughs> but it's something that you've used. I mean, you and Kay used, you know. <laughs> I love when you just put all my business out yeah, there. Yeah, you christened it. Right? Right? <laughs> going to use it again this weekend. Yeah, I bet you will. Because <laughs> I've already got plans for that. Perfect. So. So, speaking of which, <laughs> that just falls in line with number 38, John. Why did you tell people about that? <laughs> oh, my God. So, we talk about consensual non-consent a lot. And really what that is is a rape fantasy. We've, we've talked about the edge play and the knives and the guns. But a lot of women have a fantasy of being raped. And it's not so much they want to really be raped. Of course, they don't want to really be raped. That's very traumatic and, and violent. But they want someone that's just going to come in and make them make them fuck them, <laughs> make them have sex, make them orgasm, do all these nasty things to them that they wouldn't normally do with their normal partner, but that they like to be slutty and they want to be made to be slutty. So consensual non-consent and rape play, you really got, you've got to understand what your partner wants. It's a lot of negotiation beforehand. It's a lot of negotiation on the aftercare. I've had girls that would say, I don't want any aftercare because I will ruin the scene. I want to feel like I was actually raped. Like, okay, well, I don't know if I can actually rape you. That's a little extreme. But um, it's a form of submission, but it, it's more like the forced orgasm and, and the edge play that we talk about. 
And uh, yeah, this Saturday, I've got plans for the bench. <laughs> right, and, and you know we're we're probably not going to get this far as far as a rape fantasy, but we're going to get started. Part of our negotiation will be to play for the first time and see how far how far we go, get comfortable with each other's limits, and, and yeah, we're in negotiation for that right now. That's so fun. great. Yeah, I um, think so. <laughs> Well, I, I hope, you know, maybe next week you can tell us how your, your pony ride went. My pony ride. <laughs> <laughs> so, continue on. What's the next one? What would you like to discuss? Uh, well, role playing, we talk about that a lot. Scat yeah. play, we've talked about that. Gross, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sadomasochism, so um, people that like to give and receive pain, we've talked about that. Sensation mm-hmm. play. Um. Sensory deprivation. Yeah, that's a fun one. That's fun, and a lot of times we will say that, and maybe people don't really understand what that is. So, what do we do to to do separate sensory deprivation in the dungeon? I know you do that a lot. Um. Well, we do a couple things. Honestly, we do everything from, um, you know, earplugs to bondage to, um. You know, not being able to use, you know, their hands or feet or what have you, but, um, you know, breath play, <laughs> you know, uh, we automatically blindfold a lot of people because they like that. They like it and they don't yeah. want, they can't see what's coming. Absolutely. And that's another, it's, it's a fear factor, but it's also a loss of control. It is. And, you know, if they tell me, hey, I don't want to be blindfolded. Okay, it's fine. Not a problem. You know, I think it almost right. adds to we the experience. We won't you. Turn your ass yeah. around. You still can't see me. <laughs> <laughs> no, a lot of a lot of people need that visual. They really do. So I mean, it doesn't do really well for a lot of people who need to see. Right. You know, and that's cool. You know, it's whatever they want to do. But ultimately, you know, between you know putting like little those uh, earplug wax balls in their ear, they can't hear it. because we've had a lot of people who've said, yeah, you know. Plug on my ear so I can't hear you. Yeah. You know. And what happens is when you deprive one sensation, it heightens the others. Yeah. So if absolutely. you take away sight, then you just now you're stuck with sound and and touch. You take away the sound, now you're stuck with touch and maybe yeah. taste. I don't know yeah. if you're tasting anything in the dungeon. <laughs> well, some people are. <laughs> well, you know what's fun too is if we use and, and this is what I've shown a lot of people over the years. If they're doing some type of sensory deprivation and they can't see it or they can't hear, you know, a lot of these factors, you know, if you're using certain things, you know, like a leather flogger, put it up to their nose, mm-hmm. you know, let them smell it because those little triggers and signals, you know, after everything, like I'll have a certain playlists for certain people, you know, and it was funny. I deprived this one person of you know not being able to see and he was bound and you know he wanted all these things but I tortured the shit out of him by continuing replaying three songs that I knew he hated (laughs) and he fucking hated it and he was in there for three hours and it was continuous back to back to back wow yeah you are Sadist. I am sadist when it comes to certain you people like that to like people. it. I do. I like it. But you know, another thing of it is, he was another one that he liked Bengay on his balls. Of course he did. So I would put Bengay. Put some fucking tiger on those bitches. 
<laughs> Big damp to his nose, and right then he knew he's like, "Fuck," you know. Yeah. So, anywho, we're wrapping it up soon. Yeah. So let's. It's been a long episode. Let's let's skip spanking. We've talked about sounding before with Leather we'll Rebel. Talk about that, yeah. Um, suspension, suspension tickle about torture. That. You like love that. that? You love that? Yeah, I love it. Wax play. We don't talk about wax play a lot. No, I think you need to have punky blonde. Um, she always talks about wax play. She likes wax play. Loves it. Yeah, and that's what that hot and cold sensation comes in again. Absolutely, it's a lot of fun. And then whipping. Let's end up with whipping. So we talk about flogging a lot. We do. Whipping is one of those edge play things that you really need to have a lot of control, a lot of skill before you try to use on a person. On yeah, human being. absolutely. And a lot of people really enjoy it, but it's one of those things that can leave a lot of damage. And you like to crack that whip, too. I do like to crack the whip. I, I, I get people in the dungeon, and I pull that whip out, and they're tied up, and they can't do anything, and I pop that whip, and it scares the shit out of them. You, it catches you off guard. It does. It's loud. Because it's, like, amplified. It's loud. Yeah, right. and it, it's it's more for me. I'm not going to hit. I don't have the skill to hit someone with that and know that I'm not going to hurt them. <laughs> <laughs> but it sets the tone, and now they're scared, and now they're, you know, that fear factor. It and is. It, it helps. It helps set that mode of submission. Yeah. I need to do what I'm told, otherwise I'm getting hit with that whip. You said mindfuckery. Mindfuckery is fun. It is. <laughs> that needs to be a bumper sticker. Right? But dragon tail, you know, yeah. that's a type of whip. Mm-hmm. I've used those. I've, the floggers are a type of whip. We have different types of smaller whips down there. But a big bull whip or snake whip, I just don't have the skill for that yet. But I do know people that, that enjoy it. Yeah. I've day. heard of people that have been hit with the whip one time, and they went straight in subspace and squirted everywhere and don't remember the next 30 minutes. Yeah. And they, you know, they liked it. Wow. So. That's <laughs> some 50 fetish uh, things, plays, uh, oh, whatever you we want did to our little it. 50 shades of Mia's Dungeon today. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, you know, if anyone ever has any questions, they know that they can write us in. At uh, MiaRayHot.com or MiaRay at gmail.com. And, um, you know, I, this has been a great little back and forth banter. Yeah. We always do it. It's fun. And if you have some edge play stories that you want to share, you want to call on the podcast and let us know about some of your experiences with some of the things that we talked about with the whips and the, the knives and the fire and the electrical, by yeah. all means, we'd love to hear from you. Absolutely. And you know, you, um, you know, if they're not local, obviously, if you're not local and you're out of the country, you know, we can do Zoom, you know, yeah. we can record it. it. It's always fun to hear from other people overseas or where have you. So, absolutely. I say it's a great note to end on. Yeah. So, until then, have a kinky day. Thank you, guys.